0: Hello, and welcome to episode 135 of Film Night. My name's Richie. My name's Jack. And my name's Henry. And in today's episode, we're talking about Ad Astra. How's everyone doing? Very good, Pop Pickers. Good to be back. (laughs) Nice. Call back.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I went off the air last week, didn't I? Just before you explained to Richie what that means. Mm. You did. Not what it means, but where it comes from.
0: Yeah, I'm still no closer to knowing what it means.
1: Did you not think it was funny, though, Richard, that, when you... that tweet? <laughs>
0: yeah, that fucking video of the guy in the shower. For <laughs> uh, bootlegger, like give me his full name. <laughs> yeah. There's something um, very well balanced in the area of comedy and tragedy uh, in that video. <laughs> uh, <laughs> With his fucking pint <laughs> in the fucking shower. <laughs> Yikes. Um, he's living his life. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he certainly seems comfortable within himself. <laughs> yeah, um, he's not giving a shit in
2: 1982,
0: I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Jack, how, uh, how are things going over in your area this, this week?
1: Um, going pretty well, thank you. I think last time we spoke, I was just saying that I was off to Mallorca for a week to play some tennis. Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> how, how was it?
1: It was actually very, very... Enjoyable. Um, Yeah, played about three hours of tennis every day, so I'm absolutely shattered. (laughs) Um, When did you get back? Eh?
0: When did you get back?
1: I got back on uh, Saturday. Okay. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, landed back in Manchester Airport quite late, got a late flight, and then got the train back to Rickmansworth on Sunday. But it was a great week, not a spot of rain. Um, Yeah, it was beautiful. And I got back, and it's not stopped raining since. (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah great week uh lovely bit of sun and uh yeah and then this evening we've got a couple of rooms free actually in Rickmansworth so if anyone's looking for a, looking for a digs um then we've got a couple of free here and what, what's, the what's the address what's the address jack
0: what's the address <laughs> uh f- <laughs> you're a, fucking, you're a fucking idiot um, uh and what's your phone number so that someone can contact you
1: Well, I'll I'll give you that in a minute. I'll give you my pin number first. Yeah, please. (laughs) (laughs) But no, these two lads came round and... Yeah, got chatting to one of them, a guy called Joe, who quite liked the look of one of the rooms, so he might end up being my new flatmate. I once knew Uh, someone
0: called Joe. Yeah. Well, I think we
1: all knew a guy called Joe once.
0: Uh, Yeah. Hated films. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, he was on a film podcast, but hated films. Um... Well, that's
0: me, really. Yeah. What about you, Richie? Um. Yeah. I, well. No. I've, I've had a bit of a shitty week. I've been uh, a bit of bit ill, to be honest, with you. You oh. sound full of it. Yeah. Well, I'm actually at the uh, back end of it now,
1: mm.
0: which is good. Um, what but, was yeah. it? Common flu. Yeah. Something. Something like that. But it sort of struck me particularly grossly uh, the last couple of days. I was up all, all night last night. Vomiting away. Uh, oh, is it coming
1: out of both ends? Into my t-
0: toilet ball. <laughs> uh, no, just the just the one end, thankfully, yeah
1: Oh god. Well uh, I'm glad to hear that you are at the back end of it.
0: Um... Yeah, well I wasn't last night.
1: <laughs> it was coming out the back end. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah, but no. all good to hear that hopefully you're on the mend, Richie. Did you have to miss any days of work?
0: No, no, no. I'm not a fucking hack. No, <laughs> I was in. The worst of it happened over the weekend, I think, so. Oh, typical. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, how are you doing, Wood? Good lids, very good, yeah. <laughs> um, had a bit of a grueler today, but, you know, <laughs> we go on.
1: Maybe, did you have a grueler?
0: Yeah, I did have a bit of a grueler, to be fair. Yeah. See what I mean, listeners? Every fucking week, there's a new one. There's a new <coughs> one. Now it's this fucking grueler thing, apparently. Some some other kind of football-esque uh, meme that they've come across. Well, no, it's, said, the same <laughs> guy. it's the same guy,
1: it's the bootlegger.
0: It's the same guy, is it? Okay. I don't keep up enough with, with this guy, but obviously he's uh, bringing out some belters every day.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, pretty much. much.
1: Oh, uh, but what happened
0: today then, Wood?
2: How come it's a grueler? Um, I was just in a meeting for four hours, and it's quite a long. I thought it was never going to end.
0: Um, oh. Yeah, before before the film that like, kept me going throughout. That's mm. all I can say. Well, I'm glad, we're, glad we we're here to keep you going. <laughs> right. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that was a nice little catch up. Um, yeah. But should we start talking about films? Do you think? Yeah, let's. Yeah, oh. let's do that. I mean, before we do, I don't think the listeners uh, need any explanation. Joe's not here. with no fucking <laughs> idea where he is. Um, he's gone completely AWOL as far as we're concerned. Um, yeah, I hope
1: he's doing all right. I hope he's not working too hard.
0: Yeah. Well, he, he did get caned by
2: the Blackpool Borough Council, didn't he? Um, oh, yes. For parking yeah. fight, so.
1: Oh, that was ridiculous. We'll, we'll, we'll let Joe tell that story when he is back, hopefully next week. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll, well see. Yeah, that, that, that was scandalous wasn't it yeah we'll have to remember to get him to tell that story <clears throat> <laughs> I don't think he'll need much reminding <laughs> yeah I don't think he'll forget <laughs> um uh, but yeah he's uh obviously preoccupied at the moment he's not been responding to our messages to say full of Christ Joe We please go and watch this fucking film so uh we, we haven't heard anything maybe he's seen the film but I think we all know that he hasn't um and uh, yeah he's just not going to be here for this episode unfortunately hopefully will be here next week yeah um, hopefully but until then you've got us to deal with and we have got another review coming at you right now uh, this week we're talking about Ad Astra here's a clip alright
1: how are you thanks for coming in appreciate it general this is Lieutenant General
2: Rivas, director of the U.S. Space Com Special Office. Sir. Major. Adjutant General Vogel, head of Major. security. Ma'am. They flew all the way in from Virginia just last night just to see you. Well, thank you. Your uh, profile is certainly very impressive. You've done exceptionally well on all the assessment tests, basic combat, space training. We have something of a highly classified nature to show you.
0: Major, what can you tell us about the Lima project?
1: First manned expedition to the outer solar system, sir. Some
2: 29 years ago.
1: And the commander
2: was? It was my father, sir.
0: Ad Astra is directed by James Gray, and it stars Brad Pitt, Tommy Lee Jones, and Ruth Neger. We're going to have to bleep that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, be careful with the pronunciation.
0: Though. Yeah, Christ. Uh, the synopsis is, Astronaut Roy McBride undertakes a mission across an unforgiving solar system to uncover the truth about his missing father and his doomed expedition that now, 30 years later, threatens the universe. What did you two think of Ad Astra? Hmm. Well, uh, Joe, you go first. because no, could... no, no, uh,
1: no. I think oh. I should
0: go to you first. Jesus Christ, it, it got hot there for a second.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, go My. on. You were the first to see
0: it. Yeah, right, fine, yeah. I'll Jack's, kick Jack's, things off. Pla- usually... Jack's planning some kind of bombshell here. I'm not planning any
1: bombshell. There's, there's no strategy here.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: right.
0: Okay,
2: well, yeah, yeah, I'll kick things off then. Usually I'm the last one to see it, not the first, but there we go. Bit of a jab. change of events, but yeah, well... Yeah, he just do not see him at all. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, at Astroven. so I was going into it again. I, I tried to uh, keep my powder dry with this one. Um, couldn't really, really help avoid it though because I don't know about you guys, but posters everywhere on buses, oh, yeah. on trailers, on TV, bloody everywhere. This thing, yeah, um, all over the place. Which is quite surprising for something this summer that's not been a block, for not been like a, a remake or sequel or whatever. Um, for an original story idea, um, it's quite surprising yeah, to see good. you get that much
0: that backing. It's like, um to like be back in the good old days, isn't it?
2: Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it definitely oh, felt nice. like that. But yeah, I I really enjoyed this film. The, the opening scene, uh, first ten minutes, really really got me sucked in. Um, mm. I, I was invested from that point on, really. Um, I thought Brad Pitt's performance was, was brilliant. Um, there's a few specifics with him, which I think we'll get onto to later. Um, people have said that it's Oscar territory. I, I don't agree with that personally. Um, but I, I think he did a very good job in sort of the character that he had to portray. The thing that I was... Really good. Which uh, which I was really pleased with was the storyline in this film. Um, I know a lot of people love Gravity, and I think Gravity is seen as a, a bit of a game changer in sci-fi film set in space. Um, visually, yeah, it was a great film, but I just couldn't care for the story whatsoever, and I didn't actually enjoy it that mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, the storyline was really grabbed me from the start, um, well. and the, the whole expedition. Up to space and sort of beyond Mars and that, and the whole thing. I, I, I just enjoyed it. I mean, visually, it was stunning, it, absolutely stunning. Um there's, there's some real, real strange bits in there, which some scenes I, I didn't understand. Some some scenes that sort of came out of nowhere. One really, really strange one, which I'm again, I'm sure we'll get onto. But okay, I'm
0: just my to overall because yeah, we'll get onto that. My again.
2: overall thoughts is that. um I honestly really enjoy it. I, I, again, it was another one where I didn't um, didn't know what to expect before going into it, and I think that was a, a good thing. Um, I don't know if it made me enjoy it more than I should have done, but I, I, yeah, I, I just had little expectation going in, and really, really surprised by how good it was, considering this guy made that lost city of Zed, or whatever it's called, and that looks like a heap of shit, did not it? So, um, <laughs> yeah, I never saw that, but... No, is James that... Gray. But I remember, I remember the time it came out, we were thinking about it and we thought, nah, because it just looked generic, rubbish. But
0: I can't even fucking um, remember it. Um, yeah, is no, that why? Uh, is that why your, uh, is that why your feelings were so low going in? Yeah, I think so because because I've
2: seen what he's done before and it's not been that interested in it. And when mm. you when you look at this on the on the surface, you think, oh, it's just going to be a gravity type thing, like I said. Sure. But, it was, it was a lot more than that, I thought. I mean, I'm interested to hear what you guys thought. Honestly, I came out with him and thinking, wow, that's, that's an absolute belter. Probably up there with the best I've seen this year.
0: Mm. Okay, well. Uh, Jack, do you want to go next, or are you going to protest and make me go?
1: <laughs> no, I'm happy to go, happy to go. Um, okay. Well, I'm very happy to hear Woody's thoughts, because I agree with him. Um, this is very fresh in my mind, saw it today. Um, sort in IMAX, mwah, mwah, mwah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it really took me by a surprise. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, I really did, and I went in. and What he's Woody's, Woody's right, there are a lot of posters for it. Um, I've seen a lot of sort of stuff round and about, and I have seen the trailer, but I still wasn't clear exactly on what the story was going to be. And to be honest, I kind of just expected a fairly standard. You know, run-of-the-mill sort of sci-fi with great visuals. Um, I definitely got the great visuals. Wow, it looked it looked amazing. <laughs> the cinematography in this film was pretty breathtaking, actually. At yeah. mm-hmm. uh, some of the shots in space, um, especially the latter stages, um, you know, and, and the close-ups of, of Brad Pitt's sort of face as the reflections off his mask and stuff. Like, oh, that was so so nice. Um, this guy
0: loves Brad Pitt's face.
1: <laughs> yeah, the close-ups of Mr. Pitt's face was probably my favourite parts, actually. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, it all looked amazing. But like Woody says, it was so much more than that. It, it wasn't just, you know, there's so much more to it than just big budget and some stunning shots. It felt, it, it felt so good just to go to cinema and see an original story like this, um, where it was, it was all completely new. Characters are all new. The story was new and, you, and you're learning everything as it's going along, and you're not going in with any prior knowledge, whereas most films these days, you are. Um, that's that's so rare, and we talk about it a lot, so I'm not gonna sort of bang on about that, but it definitely felt nice to go to an original film. It was actually quite a deep idea, um, and I wasn't sure where it was gonna go or, or how it was gonna play out, which is obviously a good thing. I, 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 I wouldn't say it was predictable, and that was great to see. And it posed some really interesting questions, um, some quite dark questions actually. Um, and it put forward some ideas and and messages about about you know how we might go forward and how we might potentially fuck things up on the moon and other planets hmm. and sort of commercialise everything and make and sort of take these wars and issues that we have on Earth and just relocate all that stuff to new places and some quite interesting stuff. But what I loved, and for me, one of the best strengths of the film was that it didn't it didn't sort of feel the need to answer all those questions, and it didn't, it didn't explore any of them too deeply. It just sort of dropped them in throughout the film and planted those sort of seeds in your mind. And it, it was, it was,
0: it felt more to me like just kind of creating a world for you. Yeah, it, wasn't it? yeah, it was wasn't it? A world. it? was, it was, it was taking these things, these interesting ideas, and it was world building. It was
1: world building, and at the start, but it, it said not too distant future, didn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So it's not like completely pushing the boat out ridiculously far um
0: no but that's not what i really meant
1: yeah i know i know yeah it definitely was building a world for you and and i I was really engaged in that world and but it it would touch on these things just enough for you to sort of recognize what it was doing or saying or i mean not that everything not that everything had a message but i think a lot of it did um i gotta give props to mr pitt um like what he says i thought he was excellent um Carried the film so well, um, the music has also got to be mentioned. Um, mm, I thought definitely. it was, I thought it was perfect and fit the film beautifully. Like, really did sound great, especially on the IMAX. And yeah, I think that's about it for now. But seriously, one of the, I agree with Woody. Actually, one of the best films I've seen in the cinema for quite a long time.
0: Mm. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree pretty much with everything that's been said. Uh, I really enjoyed this film, um, and all the aspects that uh, everyone's uh, pretty much already covered. Uh, so what the what I was trying to get at before was um, all these things that you were talking about, Jack. All these messages and or, or uh, just just the the way it presents the uh, not too distant future. Uh, I just really appreciated uh, following on from your other point. Just going to a film and having this kind of whole new world I know it's kind of still built off our world now but it still feels like a whole new world built um, quite neatly in a really not not that much time needed to take away from the actual story um, rather than how things are at the moment which is like you were saying before lots of things that we've, have already been established in different films or uh, shit like that you know it's just just Everything felt really kind of uh, refreshing and uh, just just nice to, to, to sit back and watch it go. If you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely I know what you mean. Yeah, because um, but yeah, I absolutely loved all the little things in there, like you're talking about the moon and um, just just things like uh, you know they take the rocket ship to the moon and it's kind of it's kind of like a, an airline, yeah, type <laughs> deal
1: the little virgin atlantic sign on the moon <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's
0: just it it shows how things uh, could progress in this way in a in a way that feels genuine and i really appreciate <clears throat> that about this film <clears throat> and yeah i just uh, completely agree that um brad astro was very good and uh, i everyone was good i mean i, I know it was kind of hidden for the most part, but I didn't feel like anyone dragged it down or, or felt, no. um, like I didn't feel, I didn't really notice any bad acting at all. And and I know to be, to be fair, everyone was only kind of small roles, but I still think there was enough in there, uh, for everyone to, uh, get a little bit in there. I like, like the, uh, captain, captain, what's his name? <laughs> that, uh, oh, I try, I'm trying to picture this whole scene now. Um, when they went to get this distress call. You oh, yeah, yeah.
1: The, the mayday like, and they go across and...
0: Yeah, like the, the captain in that thing and the whole crew in that ship. It all, it all felt really genuine. They all felt like real people.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it felt like how you would actually react. In...
0: Sure. But they just kind of felt like real human beings in the way they spoke to each other. I yeah, think.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was, it was well written, actually.
0: Yeah, I think it was. I think it was well written. Um... Yeah, I'm glad uh, you brought up, Henry, that there were some weird things in this film, some things that kind of maybe were a bit confusing. Uh, I definitely felt that. I definitely had some moments where I kind of felt like I'd maybe missed something. Um, there may have been times where I might have zoned out. I mean, I-, I was kind of... I did watch this over the weekend and was probably not feeling my best. <laughs> um but yeah, I think it's one that I would probably uh, would like to see again and hope and I think I'd probably get more out of it on a rewatch. watch um, Yeah, I did think that actually. Than on a first watch um, because, I, because I think there's a lot to take in in terms of the uh, environment and, and the story itself. It's the story itself, I felt, um, was deceptively simple. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. I see where you come from.
0: Yeah, it, it it felt like it was going to get really complicated, but it it kind of kept pretty much to what it was for the most part, and and just kind of there were just things happening around within the story that mm. felt a bit more complicated, or uh, maybe something some things came out of nowhere. One thing in particular that made made me sit up in my seat. Like, okay, this this took a turn I wasn't expecting. <laughs> Which I'm sure we'll get onto in spoilers. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, wraps it for my initial thoughts. I think mm. very enjoyable, very enjoyable film. I I do think um,
2: maybe it's because we're having like such a barren summer in terms of original ideas that anything that's remotely original we're just tra- lapping it up at this stage. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: it feels unfair almost. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, but to be fair, I mean, I saw a film last night, which we might talk about later, which was again completely original and um, not as good as Adastra, Astra, but okay. just sitting sitting there and being in the cinema and seeing something that you can see that's just like you said that set up this unique world is just great to see, isn't it? It's just great to see, um, yeah. and <clears throat> we're not we're not seeing it enough at the moment, are we? no No. but it's not just the fact that
1: it's original it it was handled so well and it like richie touched on the the characters the way they interacted it felt very genuine and it did feel like real people instead of caricatures or you know stupid jokes when they're having a mayday like how how many films have we seen like when there would have been a joke in that moment like some dry witty line that you just wouldn't say and but there was none but there was none of that here i know i know I know I mean that that definitely would have been maybe even more surprising in a film like this where it's it is touching on quite deep topics and it, you know the story is definitely a serious one and it's looking at a few different things like it looked at loneliness didn't it you know and when he's some of the, some of his narration was fairly sort of deep and sort of looking at those sorts of oh, things yeah. so well with
0: this being a, a sci-fi space film and it having the main characters name as Roy McBride and Obviously, it's got his father in and shares the same name. I, I was really expecting Danny McBride to show his face.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Perfect film uh, for him.
1: Didn't... I didn't even think about that, Richie. Oh, can you imagine if he'd have... Can't you put a look on the credits? and it... <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's <laughs> too busy writing Halloween 2, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's
1: there's going to be two more. Oh, God. Who's Yeah, yeah oh, did you not see this? Oh, God. anyways. But, yeah, I think... So, even though it was original, I understand what you're saying, Woody, about how there probably is an element of, because there's so little films that we're going to see that are completely new, we are more inclined to lap it up and enjoy it and feel like it's fresh and stuff. But, we can't take anything away from the fact that it was genuinely a very well-written, very well-made story. And just because it's original, it's not like a free pass. Um, So, yeah, I think... I think the whole thing was great and I think um I'm I'm I, the way his relationship with his dad it, was, it wasn't it wasn't really too clear um, cuz they didn't really go into his past too much I mean it, at the start when it was just setting it up he mentioned that he'd left you know that his dad went on this mission when he was about 16 um but it didn't really let you know what their relationship was like before that you know, in, in his upbringing and stuff like that. So it was all quite mysterious. Um, I can't really go into much more with that before we get into spoilers, but yeah, the whole story was just set up so well. And right from the off, like Woody said, I was invested. And yeah, I thought it was a brilliant film. And do, What did you guys think about the runtime? Because I was quite surprised to come out at the end, and I saw that it was just over two hours. It felt a bit longer, not not in a bad way. Um
0: well, I don't think Nothing. I know uh, why that would have been. Has someone got their phone on?
1: Uh, sorry, yeah. Oh,
0: sorry. Oh. It's Joe. It's Joe. He's messaging us. <laughs> What's
1: he saying?
0: Hang on. He, he sent us a thumbs up, and then he said, Sorry, boys. Press that by mistake. <laughs> uh, and uh, then he said, Currently away, so I don't have my laptop. Otherwise, I would have jumped on. Oh, uh, Interesting that he's just said that now as he's accidentally messaged us. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah. <clears throat> so he's away, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, but I don't mean that by I felt the length. Because I, I definitely did. I know what you mean, Jack.
0: I, I think I know uh, what you're saying. I, I felt the same thing as well. It, it's it's obviously... It, it, it's not a very forward-moving film. It, it, it's... Very much a stop and start kind of struggle to get slow, through in terms, burn, in terms of, yeah. in terms of his journey. Yeah, yeah, slow burn for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and so you, you, I think you feel that as well, which I, I think is you know works for the film. So definitely, yeah. Mm. I've got to say, um,
2: I did think that. Has <clears throat> anyone, any of you two, ever seen Apocalypse Now? Uh, no, I haven't. Sadly, I've not. Oh, okay, met. okay, no. Well, that is one of my favourite films, um, certainly of what I've seen in the past sort of couple of years. Um, it's it's just an incredible story and an idea. And there's a lot of crossover I got in this where um, essentially, I, again, I don't want to give too much away of, for either film, but essentially Brad Pitt is on this one-man mission to get to rescue someone. And the narration as well, the use of narration... Is what Martin Sheen's character did in Apocalypse Now, who's the okay. main character in that? And and again, sometimes narration is a bit lazy, and it's just getting a shit ton of exposition, putting it in there, and just for benefit of the viewer and no one else really. But I think here yeah. it was done; it was done quite well, and it, it got us, it gave us an insight into what he was, he was really, he was really thinking because on the outside. He was quite cold, a bit like uh, Neil Armstrong in First Man, actually. He's a very mm. cold and driven guy um, yeah. who excels at all the tests and passes with flying colours and he's got this uh, exceptional sort of resting heartbeat and you he don't feel pressure. But on the inside, yeah. he's obviously got his his problems and his demons, hasn't he? And um, mm. I, I thought that was the best way of, of doing it. Like it, his internal monologue... Um, that's a great, that's a great. Yeah, I'd comparison. agree with that. Cause first man,
1: there was a lot of similarities, not obviously the obvious one being set in space, but what I mean is with oh, the yeah. two characters, what? <laughs> 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 with what I mean with, with the two characters, like you say, Woody, because they're both so committed to their job, mm. um, they both had issues with family life, didn't they? Um, you know, in first man, we saw that he didn't even really want to say goodbye to his kids when he was about to set off. Yeah. Um, and he had to be sort of commanded to do so by his wife, and then in this, um, it, it used flashbacks to sort of let us know that a relationship had gone a, a bit awol because of his commitment to his job. And
2: so, yeah, there's quite a few similarities. And
0: another one because of his father's commitment to his job.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it's not—it's nothing too original. That really is it. The fact no, that no, not that really. Because um, First Man, oh, I know it's a true story, but. This idea of people wanting to go up to space because they want to escape a life on Earth and stuff. Um, mm. it, it's, been, it's been done before, hasn't it? But um, I just think it's the way that you handle it. and Second 69. How you... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I, I know, obviously, it didn't actually go to the moon, did they? So it's a bit different. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. I don't know why we're talk- yeah,
0: exactly. I don't know why we're talking about this bullshit. Yeah,
2: I don't know why we're talking about this. Because um, Everyone knows that Operation Avalanche is the real... Moonlight Din film that's as well. That's, that's, that's a true story, sorry. Yeah. So. That's
0: the best sci fi film out there, isn't it? Yeah. There's no but, fiction um, involved in that, Jack. Sorry? There's no fiction involved in Operation Avalanche.
1: No. no I know, no, I know no, there no, isn't. No. that's what I'm saying. It's, it's the best.
0: Yeah, but it's not sci fi then, is it? It's sci real.
1: Oh, sorry, I see <laughs> what you mean. Yeah, no, it's not sci fi. Um, <laughs> but quickly back onto Woody's point about the narration and how it can feel out of place in other films and it can be a lot of exposition. exposition. But I completely agree that in this it didn't feel that way and a lot of that is down to the way that they've set up Brad's character. What was he called, sorry? Um,
2: Roy McBride.
1: Roy McBride. He's obviously quite a lonely man and we see him take those psychological evaluations quite a lot throughout the film when he just sort of updates on how he's feeling about things and where where he is in terms of his mental state. And because mm-hmm. he's quite that inclined and speaks to himself and stuff, the narration definitely felt um, like it, like it belonged and like it was a quite a natural way of of um, telling that story. And it and it did work, and it and it did fit completely with his character. So yeah, I, mm. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah but
2: again, it's a, it's a shame you haven't seen Apocalypse Now. But the reason it works in that. The reason the narration works in that is because Martin Sheen's character is it's very similar to to Bra- uh, Brad Pitt's, where the government gives him this classified mission, um, and he, he goes on this quest. He embarks on his quest, and on that path, he he does encounter his, his demons, and he encounters the side of his character that he doesn't he doesn't let off in his in mm. his day to day. And again, as I said. Apocalypse Now is probably it's probably one of my favourite ever films, and um, the way they handle it, the narration is is brilliantly done. Um, I can remember us criticising films in the past for, for just laying it on there because it's just lazy, isn't it? If, if it's done incorrectly, and yeah. the film the filmmaker can't tell a story otherwise, they just just plonk it in there and think that'll do. But um, really didn't happen with this at all. And I've got to say as well, it's quite interesting, Jack. You said about the his sort of, what do you call psych tests or whatever they were? Yeah, the evaluations. Yeah, like that. yeah, so he's doing those evaluations and that was, that kind of showed you, right? So that's what he has to do every day and they were, also, they were almost treating him like the psych evaluations, weren't they? The narration bits. Um, yeah. And so sort of the further we get into the film, the, the worse they get and the, the tougher they get for him. Um, mm. So yeah.
1: There was a great scene. Just, just quickly going back to that. What when we were talking about how, how his commitment to the job, um, affected his personal life, and there was a great scene fairly early on, um, when when he talks about how he sort of compartmentalizes things and how that's how he lives his life, and he starts recording a message for his ex-partner and Liv and uh, Liv Tyler. Hey, <laughs> eh? it was Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Wasn't it? Liv Tyler. Yeah. Um, he's no idea. He start, starts recording the message and is and about to sort of open up to her and s- say that he, he wishes you know you hadn't gone and stuff, but then he deletes it and cancels it and sort of and then it, and then it's right back to the job and it's right back to I think he does another evaluation or something. And I don't know if you agree, but I thought that scene worked well.
2: Yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, early on,
0: it just established what he was like, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was just a little establishing scene, and it was only it was only over in about two minutes, but.
0: Um, yeah, we're, not, we're not in spoiler territory right now, are we? No, I don't think.
1: Have we Have gone too far? Initially.
0: I mean, you could, you could argue it's maybe not really spoiler, so. Yeah, okay. Well, us just
1: try <clears throat> carefully then.
0: Sorry, I've um, I the wanted temptation. to bring, just before we go into spoilers then,
2: but um, I wanted to bring something up which Jack mentioned initially about how score. Um, and again, I don't want to give too much away here, but it, at the start, and because. Because as as we're saying, it is establishing this world. It felt it felt quite futuristic and quite uplifting. Um, want of a better word. It was it was quite interesting. And all of a sudden, the further in, it got the more dark and mysterious it got. I don't know if anyone else noticed that, but the, as, as things were getting worse for for Brad, the music was getting a bit darker and more disturbing. I thought that was. Really, really well done. That's an interesting yeah. point.
1: Yeah. I did notice it did change slightly in the, in the tone, yeah. yeah. What did people think of... I don't know if this is spoilery, like whether we can even discuss this, but Donald Sutherland's well, character?
0: Um, uh, I mean, we can discuss him if you want. It's probably about time we get into spoilers soon anyway. Um, but we can yeah. discuss him before spoilers if you want to.
1: Well, no, I didn't really have a specific point. I just wondered what you guys thought, whether you thought he...
0: I thought he was good. He wasn't... Um, wasn't really in it that much, was he? But um, yeah, no, I thought
2: he
0: was much.
2: good. Yeah, um, he, he just to me he kind of popped out of nowhere. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I guess. And Austria. another character did as well, which
0: no, I don't know who you're talking about there. Hmm. What? I don't know which character you're talking about there.
2: But you don't you don't think Donald Sutherland just like popped out of nowhere? Oh no, yeah, no, just... no, yeah,
0: yeah. But then you said you think another character did as well.
2: Yeah, but I don't want to say that now. <laughs>
0: Okay. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah, he can. He did kind of pop up out of nowhere. Um. That's true. And they kind of started just kind of talking pretty freely with each other, quite, quite quickly. <laughs> um. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It wasn't something I really noticed at the time. So, it wasn't something that bothered mm. me. <laughs> All right. If are we, we get getting spo- into spoilers?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's quite hard to. So go much further, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Okay. Alright, spoiler time now for uh, Ad Astra. So, uh, if you care about spoilers, then just skip ahead. I will put in the description when the spoilers will end. Three, two, one, skip. Uh, So, there was one scene that really stood out to me in terms of the effects, um, which uh, was the um, the the kind of pirates on the moon, you know right? Yeah. Um, I just I I know that's maybe not the most spoilery thing to talk about, but I just uh, I thought that whole scene looked amazing. Um, Sorry,
1: which do you mean the the one at the beginning?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah the, when know. they're on when they're on the like the rovers and the the pirates come along and they have that battle oh. with them.
1: Oh yeah yeah that did look amazing actually yeah, yeah. and how and how it, and how it used the idea of obviously there's there's no sound so it, that added to the whole sort of how that's yeah like sure
0: that. I, again not not the most original thing to do on a, a film uh with space but yeah it, it was effective and um yeah a lot of tension in that scene it was really great
1: yeah it was actually good, i thought
0: actually. I, um speaking of donald Sutherland. Um, he didn't actually die in that scene, but I thought he did. So,
1: yeah, yeah I, thought, I I thought he did actually.
0: Yeah, I thought Brad was the only one to stay alive.
1: Yeah, because when he tossed one of the was it the driver? Um, did get shot, and he and he tossed him off the, off the rover, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and at that point, I wasn't a hundred percent sure whether that was Donald. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, on the on these on the subject of these types of uh, scenes, I think. Um, I, I, while I loved that one um, and, and I, I, you know all of them looked amazing I will say that it was probably a lot of the action scenes uh, in which the film maybe falls down a little bit uh,
2: well yeah um, I was going to
0: say this
2: was this was the scene where it came out of nowhere where it came out of nowhere and I, I was sat there and thought what
0: what's happened? what's going on you here? Mean, you mean the pirates <laughs> on the moon? Hmm? Do you mean the pirates on the moon? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, this, I, I thought you were thinking of a different scene.
1: I oh, thought, really? Oh, that's interesting. I thought you were thinking of the
2: scene with the monkeys.
0: So did I, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, well, yeah, but... <laughs> I thought this one... Do, do you not think...
0: Yeah, but you this Yeah, but, they,
2: this they, had, bit... yeah, but they,
1: they did set it up because they, they mentioned the idea that you know, they had to be careful because there are sort of um, people trying to protect, like, uh, like different borders, or what was it? They did mention
0: it. I did have that issue with a lot of the scenes with this film, but this one wasn't one of them. I really enjoyed this scene. Um, the the weather on the moon. It was like uh, it was like Mad Max on the moon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a great way of putting it.
0: Actually, I, I d- yeah, it didn't really feel like it. It came out of nowhere uh, to me. I, I know it in a oh, in a way, it kind of did, but. Not in a bad way, for me. It was uh, it was just really exciting and uh, visu- visually stunning.
2: Oh yeah, I think it, it looked great. Um, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. There was plenty going on. Um, but I, I personally felt... I, I just didn't see, expect it to, to happen. Um, and sure. I was just a bit confused as to how it ended up there. Um, so...
0: Yeah, I wasn't as keen on that as as you two were by the sounds of it. Well, I think maybe it's uh, it's for me it's it's still part of the world building that in that thing and that now it it shows uh, this. I don't know, really. That's that's just kind of what it what it felt like to me. Part of the world building of, of um, the moon in this scenario. This this might sound like
1: out of nowhere, but did did that scene remind anyone of like Star Wars? Because they were like, they were. are <laughs> like in
0: space, space in Star one. Wars as well.
1: No, but like they're in the in the white in the in the white suits, and then out and then the guns. White like, suits. They had like they had like red lasers coming out. Um, and it looked um, like they were for like only a brief moment. It did remind me of like stormtroopers blasting their whatever you call
0: them. <laughs> okay, no, I can't. I can't say that I had that same feeling to be honest. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I thought that might not go down well, but anyway. <laughs> so, I, like so that that you're comparing, I like
0: that you're comparing spacesuits to just Stormtrooper outfits.
1: <laughs> Literally, the only similarity, the same colour. <laughs> <coughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs>
1: well, in that case, if if me and Richie both thought that you were going to talk about the apes in yeah. so So in that case...
0: That came became, out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, did you not feel that that was out of nowhere?
0: No, I thought it was
2: completely normal. What? <laughs> I'm joking, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I did come out of nowhere actually.
0: Um, you uh, know, I'm, I'm waiting for something to happen here, and I'm like, oh, what's what's going on? What's what's behind this guy's face? Is he as he uh, punctured something? Is he is he? I don't know. What's he come across? And then this fucking CGI monkey mate just pops <laughs> its head round, and that that is when my eyes widened. So <laughs> what? what the, okay, what? what the, this is this isn't the film I signed up for. What's going on? Yeah,
1: yeah it, it did. That's definitely one of the weaker moments for me because it did just sort of I don't know take you out of it, kind of, because it didn't fit in with the tone or anything. Um, and and he was sort of shaking, wasn't he? Like I just thought he was having a seizure or like he, maybe
2: his <laughs> yeah. Could, yeah yeah
1: maybe maybe he had a puncture and he was just suffocating. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm would probably would...
2: because originally um, the monkey was fully hidden by the, the bloke, so you, you literally couldn't couldn't yeah. see him. I yeah. thought, it, yeah.
1: Well, all of a sudden, it was like bloody Andy Circus turned up, and it was uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Rise of the Planet
0: of
1: the Apes. Yeah,
0: it was. It was, Andy was Andy Circus fast. playing that monkey? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> surprised. Um, no that was no. Very, very strange I mean I, I know I, I probably zoned out when they mentioned what this ship was I, I think I did because I don't remember anyone saying what the actual distress call was what happened or anything and I remember seeing a little mouse floating around that yeah, did not, yeah, yeah. but that did not prepare me well enough for what was about to come next <laughs>
1: actually yeah that was the little sort of clue that might have tipped you off but I, I, I to be fair I saw that and then almost forgot about it
0: could Looms have been anything up. though, couldn't it? it? Just looked like a lab rat.
1: Yeah, it was just a lab rat floating in the bloody. <laughs> yeah,
0: that that does not mean. Oh well, there's there's bound to be a zoo on this fucking uh, <laughs> ship.
1: Yeah, it was only when the it was only it was only after the attack when someone mentioned um, you know, uh, test animal testing monkeys or whatever that
0: I. That they must I, have said something before. It Must have been mentioned before, and, it just, and I just missed it, or we all missed it.
1: <laughs> well, to be fair, like. That scene, although when it, that happened, it it was probably one of the weakest parts. But just in the lead up, it was quite tense because they were. Oh, yeah, I, I like I liked
0: everything right up until that point. I liked yeah, where it was going.
1: It. Yeah, they board, they boarded the the ship, where there was no response, so it was all a bit tense. And and then yeah, that just kind of it was a shame, really. Uh, I mean, not that it didn't make me jump because it did, but <laughs> I don't think that was exactly. what it was <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah,
2: maybe, maybe the uh, monkeys should get the Sean Bean award this year. <laughs> that's not a bad shout yeah
1: it's not
0: actually yeah. oh um, dear I think the, the ending <coughs> Yeah, was another one there's, there's, there's just other, other things like this though just things where it just I feel like this film tries to present itself as as, 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 as much as realistic as it possibly can in terms of a sci-fi film would everyone agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's just these moments like that where it really strays quite a lot away away from that. Yeah, um, like
1: like one of the ones was one of the ones that really annoyed me. Actually, was probably the only one that really sort of bugged me. I know that monkey one was out of place, but it didn't like piss me off. But this one, there was one right near the end.
0: And um, I, I think I know what this is going to be.
1: When he grabs, he grabs that really thin metal door off the top of that. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And he. And he uses that to go through a bloody oh. a- asteroid field, and they were, and they were all like crashing into him, and they were pretty big boulders.
0: The um, ending lets it down for me a bit, yeah.
1: <laughs> and he, and he just uses that. It looked pretty flimsy to me. Um, yeah. And that was his way of sort of. I, I mean, I don't know how else they could have got him back to the
2: ship, or. I well,
0: this is really the thing: that's that these these things in this film. There's there's a few things like that. Um, I mean, not just that, but then the explosion he uses to get himself back home as well. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: That was a bit of a. I can can understand why they
0: just. I can't really. It doesn't seem like it would.
1: But this is the thing, these.
0: Yeah. Sorry, say again. Well, it might. There's probably a bit of sense to it, but the,
1: the, the idea that it could. I mean, maybe if he was
0: a lot further away from it, but he looked fucking close to that fucking thing. Yeah, it seemed a bit risky, actually. <laughs> I mean, there's just these things like that that they really feel a lot less realistic than the rest of the film presents itself to be. Um, I mean, if it, if it was just a kind of regular sci-fi film, then it's not really the type of thing you'd bat your eye at, I guess. But it, it felt like it was trying to be more than that um, mm. for the rest of it. And the thing what is, do you- I don't, I don't have the knowledge to dispute it properly. <laughs> but it yeah. seems like it's very unrealistic. <laughs> it did feel like they were trying
2: to cater for a different audience at that point. When yeah. when things like that were going on, and I, I know you enjoyed the... Um, well, we all enjoyed the scene where um, you had Max, Mad Max on in space, but um, <laughs> it, even that, the principle of that is trying to cater to the masses. Um, it's, uh... steering, it's steering away from its its sci-fi... Uh, roots and, and just going off in this tangent and uh, trying to, I don't know, it might be st- studio pressure in terms of people uh, who aren't James Grey, people above him wanting to get certain elements and aspects into the film. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, maybe, but that because, one still feels... Cause but, no, because when, they're so out of place that it, it, it's, you've got to ask that question of how, what, what, the, what the fuck's going on here, because it, it's not even like remotely... Part of the story until all of a sudden, bang! This random thing has happened. Is like, what? Where does this come from? There's, hmm.
1: yeah, the, there is probably a bit of truth to that. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure there may have been a bit of pressure to get some action in there, perhaps more than there was in his original idea. Because when you look at the film and and most of it, really, you you could describe it as a character study of Brad Pitt's yeah,
2: character. Yeah, that's because,
1: true. Because he, like Richie said at the start, whilst no one else brings it down, I thought performances all round were good. He does I mean it's mainly him, isn't it, in every shot. Yeah. Um, and then but obviously what you wouldn't expect in a in a character study film is is to have those random moments of ape attacks. <laughs> um and yeah, that shootout I mean I agree with I agree with Richie actually about the shootout on the moon. I I actually really enjoyed that scene. But I know what you're saying, Wood, it did feel a little bit um
0: Where I'd agree but, with you is 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 um, the kind of look involved in in Brad Pitt's character surviving that attack, and Donald Sutherland as well. That that feels like almost gravity esque. <clears throat> yeah. Because um, about... everyone's getting slaughtered by these pirates, and it's kind of just like in this situation, this feels like everyone's just gonna die. And I know that he's not going to. So I know that some kind of bullshit is gonna save him here. Um, yeah. And it it was it was less bullshit than I expected it to be because he just kind of, um, just kind of ended up flying off a crater or something rather than some kind of MacGyver shit. But um, yeah, it, it's that one still feels less um, out of place to me than the others. It still it still feels like it's part of that whole world they're building of oh so because you know it's just like a pirate pirates attack um, mm. sh- things like this. In our world, so it doesn't seem like that much of a leap to then go to this kind of thing happening, to t- missions or whatever's yeah. going on when when yeah. when we eventually move to the moon. So um, yeah, I I, I have that. less of a problem with that one than I do with, with the others.
1: I agree with that, and just uh, just on top because Woody mentioned it at the start and you raised it then about gravity. Um, one of one of the scenes in Gravity is that famous scene where it's like the two of them. Are attached via that yeah. cord, and they're, and they're like, they're like spinning around in space, and they're trying to hold on to each other. Um, and obviously, there was a very similar scene with with Brad Pitt and his dad um, yeah. right towards the end. So that that reminded me of that. But that was there were a few
0: things that reminded me of Gravity. Actually, yeah. the other thing was that every time he accidentally lands somewhere random on Earth, um, there's fucking Space people there, ready to ready to help him. <laughs> I was like, I thought exactly that. <laughs> yeah, very very strange.
2: Yeah. Seems like a really
0: easy thing to avoid, and they just didn't.
2: <laughs> yeah, and
1: also very lucky how it wasn't straight in the sea, even though most of the earth <laughs> is the sea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Well, but just just before the chaotic final moments, where he is flying on that door through the asteroid field. Um oh, I actually thought the the initial meeting between him and his dad. Um, he's looking up and his dad's sort of staring down at him. Um because that's a real moment. We weren't quite sure if he was if it was real or if he was like maybe hallucinating a bit earlier. Um mm-hmm. and then and then quite a quite a sort of straightforward and direct conversation. Um, he sort of says, "I'm going to take you home," and he and he and he he says some really harsh things like, "I never once I've never once thought about home, and I never cared for you." Or you. It's pretty, you know.
0: I liked that insurrection a lot.
1: Hard hitting stuff. Um, and yeah. yeah. and Brad Pitt that was a great piece of acting, and it's just a shot of him. He doesn't say anything, but he's just looking up, listening to this, um, and and yeah, like trying to keep trying to keep a lid on it, and. and yeah, that scene for me was probably one of the best scenes in the whole film because it because the whole film has led to this moment, of meeting and of, of him finding his dad and and then I thought it delivered because it's kind of it's not easy to make that scene deliver on the promise of the, the whole film sort of leading to it and finally have this thing and they're both, they're both there and looking at each other. But to me, it definitely delivered.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. It's a strong point, definitely.
1: I thought that was a really great moment, actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel um again, just to compare
2: it to Apocalypse Now, Tommy Lee Jones was very much like Marlon Brando in that film. Um and when when we finally get to meet him, uh he's quite clear that he has he has lost his mind and he's he's strayed he's strayed from his original mission targets and um mm. I've gotta say, I mean I absolutely love Tommy Lee Jones. I, I think he's a a great actor. Um to to not only see him Still going, but to be putting in performances like that is is a testament to how good a good an actor he is, really. Um, yeah, he's great. I love him. Yeah, um, I think when some of his peers are sometimes when he gets to that age, he sort of sell themselves out, don't they, and make some some absolute dross. But um, mm. I think he's, I think he did a great job. I think his whole character was, was fascinating, really. Um, the, It really was the whole, and again. Was, wasn't, uh, it was it was only hinted at really um, in terms of what we knew about him but um, we, we gradually drip fed information throughout throughout the film in terms of what he's done and, or what we think he's done and yeah Clark you're spot on the whole thing is, is building up to this this meeting um, and they absolutely nailed it to be honest um, it, it could have gone either way and um, and again, it comes down to this thing we said about it being these realistic reaction uh, interactions that people are having. There's no, there was no, no little quips. There was no little one-liners or someone trying to be cocky or anything like that. Was there? It. it was. It felt yeah. very believable. In yeah, in, which is strange given the whole context of of the scenario. But yeah, I mean, his character. We, we have not really talked about him fully, but he, I. I thought he was fantastic. Um, and Yeah, just again, another really fascinating element to his film. Mm. Well, what did you guys think? Because
1: the, 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 obviously he is very calm, and that's his sort of thing, isn't it? Like you said, Woody, with the low heart rate, and he's able to keep so calm under pressure. There were a couple of moments where we we start to see him just go over the edge a bit, and there's, that, there's those scenes where he's recording messages. Um, and they're watching him through the glass, and he originally has to read out a pre-written message, but then he sort of goes off, the, goes off and says what he wants, and they let him do it. Um, and then it transpires that, well, they don't tell him there's been a response, but it's pretty clear there has. Um, and then it's just like, right, your connection to this guy means that you're no longer suitable. And then he starts I... he, he starts getting aggressive, and he, and he starts shouting. Um, was
0: that was that the actual conclusion to that that, that they definitely had received the message from him? No, no, I, it was yeah, hinted, wasn't it? It was yeah, implied.
1: Maybe. Yeah, but then
0: wasn't it wasn't it kind of yeah? I wasn't sure if later on that was kind of disputed by the fact that he he'd found out that his dad wasn't who he thought he was. So then maybe yeah. maybe instead of the the fact that he got the message from that, it was just what he had actually said. It just kind of ruined their what they were trying to do, or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, potentially. Actually, I don't think it's a definite that he that he did get a response, or they got a response. No, no was, sure.
0: Like, um, yeah, but then the fact that he, it seemed like he was expecting him later on, so maybe they did.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, um, Whatever. I don't know. To be honest, kind of cool actually, though that it wasn't. It wasn't sort of. Give, it wasn't. We never got the answer, did we? It was quite, quite, quite nice that we don't know hmm. if he did. Um, no, I think
0: you're probably right. I think it was it was heavily hinted that they did, but I just kind of went off on something else on my own <laughs> uh, from, from later information.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: my biggest problem with that was, though, is that after all this
2: time and the whole build-up to, to Brad Pitt going into this booth, um, they, after, he, after he does this, when he goes off script and he has the reaction, as Jack said... Only at that point they then decide that he's too emotionally connected to the job but doesn't that go against why the US government picked him in the first place? Yeah. yeah. I just didn't understand why we had to go because surely they, if they were going to that, know that they'd have known that before he set off. That's, that's because true, actually. Because yeah. at the end of the day he is Tommy Lee's son so there's obviously going to be no matter what he does in the test and everything there's going to be something there that um, mm. Eventually, it's going to show. So, for us, one annoyance with that was that, well, surely they would have known about this, and surely the US government wouldn't have picked him in the first place if they didn't think that yeah. he was the right man for the job. It, they made it explicitly clear what the job was and why he was chosen for it. So, oh, to then have yeah. that palaver of, of sort of,
0: oh no, you can't do it now, that's bollocks.
2: That's a well, good maybe, point,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe they just thought he was above that, but it does—it definitely does raise that question. I mean, if if they didn't want that kind of emotion, emotional kind of aspect to it, then why pick him in the first place? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right, it doesn't I've, make that much sense.
1: I hadn't thought of that until you just said that's so a that's a good point. But I'm not, yeah, because in in the very initial scene when they're laying out the mission and they bring him into that room and it's all top secret. Yeah. Um they actually say you know we we need you, we want your help um to to sort of get him out of hiding because we know that you're the best chance of him doing that. Yeah. So yeah exactly if they're going if they didn't want it starts to, to go, go back
0: on that idea doesn't it yeah. If
1: if they don't want personalized messages and they're going to have it pre-written. I mean yes I, I understand that in the message it says hi this is your son speaking. mm <laughs> mhm <But, laughs> This is your that, son,
0: and definitely not a piece of paper I am reading from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that's a good point, Woody. Yeah, I didn't I
2: didn't think about that. Yeah. it's just the fact that to to reach that conclusion when you've you've finally got him onto Mars, like the closest mm. point the closest point he can get to to actually make these transmissions. And
1: then just seems then... a
2: bit silly, really, because the people who actually made that decision obviously weren't the government. At the start of the film, but the three when he's in the boardroom with those three people, um Mm. you know back on earth if they make it clear. Or
1: maybe as a counterpoint and what maybe what the filmmaker would say in response to that is that they might say, Well, the reason at that point they suddenly go, Oh, you are too emotionally connected to be in this mission anymore if it has got the response they want from Tommy Lee Jones when he's gone off. Then they're done with him. Yeah, then they know he's. Then they know he is still alive. That confirms his existence. Well, yeah, and they might say, "Right, we don't need you. We know." And because because they said we can track the signal, so once he responds, they can track it.
2: That's what I presumed happened. Yeah, well, that's what I presumed happened. But I just don't think it was handled correctly because mm. it was just it, it 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 left a bit too open, really. Mm. And it was it, man. it was
1: very sudden, wasn't it? It was very sudden. Um, and then the, and then the only other scene where we sort of slightly see him. Um, not so cool under pressure is when he, in, in in all of the evaluations he takes there's sort of five or six throughout the film and in all of them he passes and they say yeah approved but there was that one he took and it said uh, failed That was
0: right after that, that point wasn't it? Yeah that was yeah. right after wasn't
1: yeah. it? I can't remember exactly what he said for it to be a fail but yeah I'm, Something I'm, about I'm, no beer and
0: no TV make Homer something something
1: Yeah that was it wasn't it, something like that yeah. So, but, I'm glad, but, I'm glad, <laughs> but I'm glad they put that in because it, cause at least it did show us that... I mean, not that we couldn't have worked it out anyway, but it showed us that he wasn't literally a robot. like He could actually... He was capable of going over the edge.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
2: So, yeah. I had um, just one more character to bring up just before this section, this bit of the film. Um, I was just a bit confused as to how... And where she came from. Maybe i just switched off for a minute, but um, again, i again, got to save his name properly. Ruth Negger. <laughs> where where did she come from and what was her role? Because I'm i, I, I was just a bit confused as to what she was doing. Oh yeah, was she, was she the one who walked him to the booth but then they said, yeah. hey, you can't come past it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and then oh, so yeah. bloke came, bloke came up and said, "Sorry, love, get back to the kitchen. You're not allowed here." <laughs> uh, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because
1: yeah, because she introduced herself as like the head. Of, what did she say? Like, yeah,
2: she said she was a director or something like that. Yeah, you're the
1: di- you're the director, but the blokes order you around. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I can't remember what that. I can't remember anything from that whole conversation in that comfort room between them now.
2: Well, that, that was
0: after, but I mean, the, the initial
2: meeting, she says she's the director, then um, she goes off because she's not allowed past pass the checkpoint, and then she pops up again later, and I was like, well, why is she, why is she back? And where's my sandwich? how's she back? Hmm? And where's my sandwich? Yeah, where's my <laughs> sandwich, yeah. <laughs> Wait. Mil- milk and two, bloody hell. <laughs> Wait,
1: uh, at what point did she reappear? Just remind me. In
2: when... the comfort room yeah
1: oh Christ yeah
2: so after after Roy we think makes contact he goes and does the psych test fails it then he's told to go to the comfort room and when he's there she comes knocking on and then oh we're in spoilers it doesn't matter but then admits to her that Tommy Lee Jones has killed her parents (laughs) and he then sort of goes off doesn't he and gets back on the ship and all that but
1: well, doesn't she just, have, doesn't she help him sort of um, sneak onto the ship? Yeah, way? but I don't
2: understand how she could do that. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. Mm. And maybe it's just because I one line or something that I missed. But I'm um, just a bit confused as to how she had that access after. Um,
1: yeah, that's I I don't know. Maybe
2: i Maybe I was thinking too much about it. But
1: no, it's it's, it's a good point because it's not completely clear, is it? Um, but then, yeah, I think it's. I think
0: it's probably just one of those things. You know we're not we're not really given too much of about her, but then yeah. I'm not sure that we really need it at the same time. No, um, yeah, I understand that to be honest.
1: Yeah, that 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 just brings me on to something I just remembered that that scene where he sneaks onto the rocket ship just just before takeoff. That was that
2: made me go. Oh, yeah, come on, because yeah, well, that I was was yeah, I wasn't that was happy. I wasn't happy with that scene.
0: Wasn't it? He that was no, not he... of balloons
1: but specifically the point where
0: <laughs> it's a good job. It's a good job that he had to fight off a bunch of fucking retards, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but the point where it's, it's literally counting Ten. ten, nine, and he's and he's stood, he stood directly under the bloody... <laughs> and, he's, and he's not thinking. I should probably hurry up here. He just, he's staring up at it and just he's calm under the pressure. Up. Yeah, pretty sure he should get on that fucking ship. <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah,
0: but. But the, what happened right after that annoyed me as well.
1: Yeah, that, there was that really awkward There's, fight scene with the knives.
0: <laughs> There's fucking Ugh. idiots that just fucking killed themselves. I mean, yeah, talk, come it? on.
1: He, he shot that canister or something, didn't he? What was it?
0: <laughs> yeah, and one of, and that woman just kind of just fell and whacked her head on her <laughs> the fucking door. <laughs> and exploded yeah, I herself.
1: I, I didn't really get that. How did she just... Because they were all floating, weren't they?
2: Yeah, but I think... Didn't he, like, turn the pressure off or something? And she just sort of went...
1: Oh, like, I don't know, oh I that reminds me, actually. That was the best death scene. When the apes just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> when he turned up the... He, yeah, he turned off the pressure or something. Um, that was bloody uh,
2: lovely to watch. <laughs> yeah. that was another bit I didn't really understand. Um, this, this scene we're talking about, so... When, oh, God, I I want to try and explain this properly. Um, I know it's quite difficult for me, but I'm going to try and... So listeners know what I'm saying, but I think it was from Moon to Mars when he was... The crew that he was with there, they are all getting on nice and pally. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? And then from Mars to... Sat. Uh, whatever it's was called, was, was the other one? Was it Saturn? Was it Neptune? Yeah. Neptune, Neptune. Um. Not uh, Uranus. Say, Robert, yeah, not Uranus. Um, but, <laughs> from Mars Neptune, that was the same crew, wasn't it? Minus like one person who died or whatever. Yes, um,
0: I think so. But
2: then, in between, then they, like, they completely change. The um, rea- <laughs> their interactions completely change. There's I a think- bit. There's a bit where Brad Pitt um, walks past the crew in the corridor and he says to he says, Oh, Captain, Captain, and we just blank him.
1: Yeah, but that's that I, I think that's because that's because remember, that's right after he's been told he's no longer fit for the mission. Yeah. They, so they've obviously been given orders, right, ignore yeah. this bloke. Um, he's he's yeah. now everything up. everything
0: turns against him at that point. Right, right I so I, I was purposeful. thinking about,
2: were they did they know all Along, like what his original mission was.
0: No, I don't think so. I think I think they've right, just okay. been given orders, um, right? That he's, so he like, was off and they were in. He's, he's against that. them all. It's just they've just, just been given something to say this guy's bad news. Okay, uh, right, that makes sense actually.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, just... I thought I was a bit weird, but okay, yeah, no, that's it. That Does make sense,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Right. Okay.
0: Um, uh, are we done with uh, Adastri?
1: Oh, that's qu- this. Oh, I hope this isn't stupid and I'm missing something obvious. I've got to ask it. Um, the title of this film. What does it mean? What does it refer to?
2: Is Isn't it Latin or something? Man?
1: Yeah, but why is it? Like, Doesn't it mean some, there must be some significance of the name Adastri? Like, or maybe I just maybe. It, I don't know. Uh, uh,
0: that's the one question. Per, as- per aspera ad astra is a popular Latin phrase meaning through hardships to the stars. Right, okay. The Uh-oh. phrase is one one of the many Latin sayings that use the expression ad astra, meaning to the stars, which is part of the subtitles that was uh, focused on at the beginning of the film. Okay. To the stars. Okay, right,
1: that makes sense. So that's, that's, yeah, that's just, what it means. I just didn't know if I'd... Uh... Missed something obvious But okay yeah, yeah, Quick that.
0: Google Got that out of the way For you Jack Yeah
1: <laughs> Cheers Google um, Yeah I think, I think We're all done then Aren't we
0: I think so Would he you not got anything else No I don't think so Nice Okay um, Well then We'll move on to Favourite scenes Shall we What's your favourite scenes Well
1: Mine is definitely the meeting between son and father, father and son. Um,
0: son and father, father and son.
1: <laughs> I thought it. I mean, I, I won't repeat myself, but just brilliant, and, and it and it didn't disappoint when we finally got to it. I acted brilliantly by both. Um, really tense, and it just looked really brilliant. And yeah, the whole, when you think about the whole the whole film, basically leads to that.
0: I won't repeat it's, myself, but I'll just use the word brilliant three times now. <laughs>
1: sorry, sorry
0: Liz. Um, but yeah that is my favourite scene okay Woody
2: yeah do you know what it, it, that probably would be mine as well um, just because mm. it, it, it's building up to this, this point and it, yeah it, it's very much like for Martin Sheen Marlon Brando moment in Apocalypse Now um, but I, I will pick something else just for a bit of a bit of difference um, and I think I'll go for the first first scene in the film, really, when Brad's is um, on a different mission, and and we see the first sign of the surge, and again, that looks really good because sometimes in these big budget films, you can scenes like that where people are falling off, um, like the framework like that, and it's just like open earth. You expected to look really cheap because that like, was just a body spinning, um, and it could just be it could just look really shit. But this really didn't look shit. It looked very realistic, and it really got me hooked for the rest of the film. Actually,
0: nice. Uh. Um, all right, well, you two definitely picked the best scenes in the film. <laughs> uh, so I'll just I'll just uh, be lazy and uh, agree with I'll go with I'll go with Jack's the end scene. Uh, sorry, not the end scene, but the meeting with. Uh, son and father, father and son. So, yeah. Very, very good. Um, yeah, echo everything you said, Jack. Okay. Right, Are we, do we have anything else that we want to talk about? Well,
1: I've got a little treat for you.
0: Ooh. Oh.
1: How about the return of Quiz Night? Oh. I've got my
0: question. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my Christ.
1: No, I know it might be a bit tricky, because Woody saw it like longer ago than Richie, but... Um,
2: it's only Thursday.
1: Yeah, so hopefully you should be able to give him a good go. Give him a good go.
2: And, a good
1: goo. and I thought, you know what, I miss Quiz Night. Um, <laughs> but, give me a sec, I need to think of one more
2: question. <laughs> uh, Classic. I- I- it wouldn't more. it
0: wouldn't be Quiz Night without
2: it. So we just got okay. a... Um... Assume that me and Richie won't be cheating or looking at Google or anything like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Yes, I've got to trust you.
2: Right. right. Well, you can trust me, Jack, I'm not sure about my learner friend. <laughs> Richie, oh,
1: just, are you going to be- Excuse
0: me, but there's only ever been one fucking member of Film Night like, that's cheated on Quiz Night. Um, <laughs> Good question, yeah. Right.
1: Well, no, because I'm trying to. You just distracted me. Oh, for f- right. <sighs> Give me a sec. Okay, let's begin.
0: All right, begin then. Oh, sorry, I was
1: waiting for you to... I was waiting for you to... <laughs> Surely you need to... Right, okay, I'll do it then. Right, here we go. Um, ladies oh, and
2: gentlemen.
1: Oh, you,
0: you, want me to do, you want me to do an intro for this? Haven't you already done <laughs> that?
1: Well, no, I thought you were just going to say we're going to now have the return of Quiz Quiznight or just something like that. I'll just begin then, shall I? Yeah. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, may I now have the pleasure of... Uh, announcing to you the return of Quiz Night. It's the Quiz Night, the Quiz Night Film Night Podcast with Richie, Woody, without Jack, and Joe. <laughs> yeah, whoa,
1: that's whoa. Right.
0: the world's greatest
1: um, segments of any, of any it, show. Intro's definitely.
0: finished, Jack. What's question one? Question
1: one. <laughs> question one is. Um, in the film, we're told that Brad Pitt's character was only 16 when his dad left on this mission. But how old was he when he learnt of his father's alleged death? Whoo!
0: Right, right, I'm ready.
1: Okay. Woody, ready? Yeah. Question two. In that scene we were just talking about, in the comfort room when uh, Ruth Negger comes and joins Brad Pitt in there. Just um, easy up
0: on that name, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry. Um, in that scene where she joins him in the comfort room, what is seen all over the walls during their conversation?
2: Huh? What? Well,
1: you know, the comfort room, it's like
2: yeah, yeah.
1: the walls have all got stuff on them. Oh,
0: yeah, they it changes.
1: Yeah, they change, but they, there's only two or three that we see. Um, mm, okay
0: you want us to name all of them.
1: No, just when just when they have that conversation.
0: Oh, That's what I mean, it changes in that conversation.
1: Does it? I don't think it does.
0: It I does. thought it did, yeah. Oh, well, I can I'll
1: name both, sense. I
0: can name both of them if you want. Okay.
1: Uh, okay, the one Okay, name both then and I'll if you get the one I'm thinking of then I'll give you the point.
0: <laughs> Brilliant.
1: But okay, name both yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, question three. Um, there's a shot when they land, when he lands on the moon and we see that it's been commercialised. Um, there's a famous fast food restaurant that we see. Which one is it? Ooh. As they're Ooh. walking through the sort of terminal building, we see a yeah. shot of a sign that's very famous.
0: Yeah, what I'm not is, sure if remember.
1: What is it? Ballocks i just have to put a guess then. Yeah. What have you gone, an answer? Yep. Yes, so have. Okay. I. okay and question four, uh, which is unfortunately our last question because I can't think of a fifth. Um, there's a sh- there's a shot of because in this world, Clifford Clifford McBride is a uh, iconic astronaut. And he's very famous. Um and there's a, there's a picture of him, he's, he's got his photo up on the wall, um, there's a load of astronauts who have their picture on the wall, and right next to Clifford McBride, there is another very famous
0: astronaut, and
1: whose picture is it next
0: to? Oh, God almighty. For fucking hell. I can barely interpret the question, let alone answer it. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: did, I only wrote answers, I didn't actually think of how was. <laughs> oh,
0: this is a fucking shit show, Jack. This is the no, return no, no, no. of Quiz Night, fucking hell!
1: There's... Yeah, yeah, the grand return. Yeah, there's a there's a shot of his picture on the wall, among many others, um, and right next. To Did you write his... these
0: questions while we were doing the review?
1: No, but I just thought of the answers.
0: <coughs> oh yeah, rare! Really. You didn't even write the fucking questions.
1: <laughs> and right next to his, who who is it next to him? Wow. <sighs> so, it was a fairly lingering shot. It wasn't like a very wasn't like a flash, and it's gone. Now.
0: Okay. I don't remember. I don't remember the scene you're talking about.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. Well, answers then. <laughs> Question one. Question one was: um, He was Brad Pitt was 16 when his dad left on the mission. Mission. How old was he when he learnt of his alleged death? Uh, I'll go to Richie. Uh,
0: I believe
2: he was 28. Oh, I put 29. Oof. I can re- One of you are correct. It's Woody.
0: Yes. Gosh, shit.
1: Yeah, twenty nine. Yeah, because I remember He
2: say thirteen years, didn't he? I remember thirteen. Oh fuck, yeah. I don't remember that.
1: <laughs> okay, question two. When uh, Ruth Negger <laughs> joins yeah. him in the joins Buzz, him in the co- co- joins him in the comfort room um what was on the walls at the time now i've only i thought there was only one but if you've got two then what have you got uh woody
2: i put well i've just from my bets here a bit i put flowers and a sandy beach with waves richie uh
0: yeah it started off with flowers and then it moved on to uh oceans wasn't really a beach but
1: <sighs> yeah i agree it, was, uh... in, it... It was waves, but I'm not going to give it to Woody because you mentioned a beach.
0: Oh, what? Um, nice. I that was,
1: yeah, it definitely wasn't a sandy beach. It was, it was an ocean with yeah. waves. Yeah, but you clearly just guessed, and you, that's.
2: Why the was, waves, w- waves went over the beach, so you didn't uh, see much sand.
0: <laughs> you didn't see any sand. It was, it was just the sea.
2: It was a massive yeah, exactly, vast, exactly. Yeah, well,
1: it was oh, a massive gre- grey ocean. There was no <sighs> beach anywhere.
0: No no, very very good uh right. vigilating there, Jack. Right, so we'll get a half
2: then. No, no half. No. Oh fuck off. Yeah, but you'll remember from
1: from past editions, I'm a very strict quizmaster. Um,
0: Type bastard. Do you not remember American Psycho? You... Yeah <laughs> I do.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, what was, what was that one? Something about the laundry. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so where were, did he go?
2: Uh, where did he go to get it?
0: To get his fucking sheets washed.
2: <laughs> Santa Fe? had nothing to do with the film. It
1: was like a passing shot. <laughs> right. Question
0: three. None of these ha- ever have anything to do with the film. It's always <laughs> just r- random shit we're supposed to have picked up on. Yeah,
1: they're, all, they're always very trivial. As a question yeah. three. When they land on the moon in, in the commercial uh, aircraft and they're walking walking through the terminal building, there's a shot of a very famous fast food restaurant. Uh, what was it, Richie?
0: Uh, I just had to guess and go with Burger King.
1: Woody? Pizza, Pizza. Hut? Oh, you both got it wrong. <gasps> no, it, it was Subway.
0: Mm. Oh. Oh, I kind of remember that, but not really.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, I thought surprising. That was I thought that was
2: a that was a bad no. <laughs> I remember it was like Virgin Media. Oh, that Virgin Media.
0: Virgin Atlantic. Yeah.
1: Virgin Atlantic.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Right.
1: Question. Final question. When we see the shot of Clifford <sighs> Clifford McBride on the wall of these Jesus iconic Christ. astronauts that have gone down in history, right next to his is another very famous astronaut. Who is it, Woody?
0: Buzz Aldrin. Richie? No. Uh, I, I went with Neil Armstrong.
1: <laughs> it was going to be one of the two, wasn't it? Yeah. It was yeah. Buzz Aldrin.
0: Yes! Uh, I, knew I, was, I knew I was going too obvious. Woody, oh, Woody, Woody,
2: Woody do, you, do you remember that scene? No. <laughs> oh, so was <laughs> I was going to say, Neil Armstrong or Buzz, Buzz Aldrin, I thought I'd go for Buzz Aldrin. So Yeah. I, 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 I mean, remember the shot of him being on the wall, but I don't remember the person before it and thinking oh that's Buzz Aldrin
1: I better remember that for the return of Quizlet yeah, Easter I egg remember yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so scores on the doors
0: two uh, one
1: <laughs> <gasps> oh Woody well done you've won the return of
0: Quiznos. what what
1: what it Great. means nothing I always did
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah good times
1: there you go. Right, there that you
0: was, go. was good. word, Jack. Yeah, good. You, well, you. not really. That was pretty shit, but... Um, <laughs> it was the thought was there.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> good idea. Poorly executed. Um, all right, then. Uh, and that is the end of spoiler talk for Ad Astra. Um, what are you going to give it out of ten, Jack? Or oh, Henry? Whoever wants to go first. <gasps>
1: hmm pretty high i reckon i really enjoyed it so couple of question marks that we've raised but like what like Richie said like what would he raised about the ruth neg ruth negger um she just easy
0: just I, easy with that
1: i don't think it's i don't think it really matters too much that they left a lot of that um alone that it was a bit mysterious and so i really enjoyed the film and i'm actually going to give it a
0: 8.5. Wow. Okay. Uh, Woody? Yeah, I'm, I'm
2: pretty much in agreement with Clarkie there. Um, I, I don't think, I know we've highlighted some some issues and some problems we had with the film, but I really don't think they outweigh the overall experience of this. Um, I'm very envious of Clarkie, the fact that he got to see it in an IMAX. Cause oh, a bit, yeah. That just heightened everything up a bit, really. Um I mean, I saw it on a epoxy, little old stick screen. It, it did look great, but I can't. I'm very, very jealous of you being able to see it on that sort of screen. Um, mm. it's deserved of a film like this, I think. Like a film like that, this belongs on a screen like that. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I, I, I think the the problems that we have raised don't don't um, undermine it too much. And yeah, I mean, I've as I said from the start up there with... I don't know if it'll make my top five as of yet um, because you know, might see something better in the coming weeks, but
0: it's definitely going to be up there. You've got, a, you've got, got five there. good def- films to know that. Huh? You've got to have five good films for it to be able to make it.
2: Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so, but um, Actually, it might, it might be in there quite easily. We never know, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think overall it was... It was really enjoyable. It really was. And I think I'm going to hit it with an 8 out of 10.
0: Well, well, well I enjoyed this film a lot as well. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go quite as high as you two did. Um, but yeah, very, very enjoyable film. Um, and what I would say, um, as you were alluding to there, Woody, is that if it's something you're interested in seeing, and I think it should be, um, then I think you should absolutely seek it out. In a cinema, mm. if not uh, IMAX, because it's just it's really uh, an experience to have on the big screen rather than it won't it won't be the same. No. On on the all smaller screen there, so mm. make sure you make sure you get on that. Um, but I'm going to hit it with a seven out of ten.
1: Very good point.
0: Okay. Uh, are we uh, ending, ending it there, or?
1: I think so. I've, I've not seen anything other than that film today, so.
0: I've not There's got anything no... I want to bring up, so, unless anyone else has. I saw a couple of interesting things.
2: I've seen a couple of interesting things. I should say.
1: Yeah, I reckon you should. Okay.
2: Yeah. I could have a brief, just a brief mention. Of each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give okay. us a brief debrief. A brief debrief. Um, Alright, so the first thing that I've watched was a documentary um, set in Syria, and it's called For Summer. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of it. I have heard no. of it,
1: actually, yeah. I was, I was intrigued to see this when it popped up on
2: Yeah, I think it's doing quite well at the uh, at Cannes or something, I think it did quite well there. Um, yeah. Bas- basically, it's a Syrian journalist who... Um, during the, during the midst of this terrible war that's going on over there at the moment um, what starts off as like an, an initial sort of student led uprising against uh, the government turns into just a horrendous tragedy and all this shit that's going on at the moment, and all these la- lives lost um, and she films it basically, she films majority of it um, and so it starts in sort of 2012 and through to the present day um, and in the middle of it all when people are getting exiled and chucked out she alongside her husband and a few others decide to, to stay in Syria in Aleppo and um, decided to um, set up a hospital and help people with the various injuries and stuff and As this is all going on, and you think, well, fair play to you for helping people out and stuff. But it's sad to have a baby um, and bring it up in this horrendous environment in the capital of Syria. And um, the whole film is, as you see by the title, the kid's called Samma. And the whole thing is her sort of explaining to the kid why why she did it, why she decided to keep the child, why she decided to stay there when um, they have been told to go to other places and things like that. And It really was... It, it was so good. It, well, actually, good's a terrible word to use, isn't it? Because um, in the middle of a war zone, but it, it, was, it was hard to watch. It, it was quite disturbing yeah. and upsetting and um, very harrowing um, at yeah. times. And... And just like, again, you, you don't get to see the full extent of on the news in terms of, mm. you, you just see it like, oh, 100 people have been bombed or something today. Um, but with this one, it, it doesn't hold back with some of the shots. Like so I can still picture now, but sort of actually disgusting, like these dead bodies and um, people screaming in pain and kids trying to find their parents and they're all under the, these buildings and stuff. And... Um, really really upsetting stuff but um it was obviously it was all handheld uh, style um and you just couldn't help but you be, it felt like you were in the room with these people um just being there and um experiencing it with them it, it, it was it, it was honestly it was quite upsetting at times and, and there was a lot of people around me were uh, sort of sniffling and stuff like that as film's going along because because it, it, it was really sad. It really was. Um, I'm sure it was. So where? Yeah.
1: Where did you see it?
2: Um, in Bristol, there's a water, watershed cinema. I don't know if you've heard of the watershed. Um,
1: I've heard of it. It's,
2: yeah. Yeah, it's like an independent type thing. Um, good little cinema actually. And um, there's only a few screens, and all all they show is independent stuff. Um, so it didn't it didn't you have like a quick turnaround with films so they'll have something on for one week two if you're lucky and then it's gone um mm. so it's one of them where you just have to see when it's on and just say yeah fuck it let's just go now because you're not gonna get a chance otherwise um yeah. so Brilliant. it's quite yeah it's quite an intimate cinema so the screen's are very small um for s- the actual seats I've so not a particular particular great amount of seats um so yeah, uh, seeing it in that environment—I mean, I'd not like to see it on IMAX. Like we we're saying then about Ad Astra, it's not made for that. It's not made for that sort of thing, really. It's just. No. Um, but um, yeah, it was—it was—it was a great—it's great watch, um, but not necessarily for great reasons, if—if if you know what I mean. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: but obviously sometimes these sorts of things, although they are upsetting and. You know, it's it's shocking to see. It, it's important as, at the same time, isn't it? Because it gives you a real... Like you say, Woody, you don't, you don't see those shots in the news. It's very censor, uh, censored, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so we can almost become numb to it when you just hear the figures who have been killed. Um, but when you see it like that up close and personal, like you said, in in the handheld style, it must be a real... Uh, yeah, it must be very, very shocking. And despite, mm. the, despite the subject matter, I'm, I'd be very interested to see it and... Because I'm sure, I'm sure you learned a lot
2: as well. Oh no, definitely you did, you did. Um, and you just couldn't help but feel sorry for these people. Um, I don't want to get too political or anything, but obviously, you know, it's the side that is seen in the media is um, at the end of the day, it's innocent people that are, that are getting killed um, because of this, because of these nations. Um. Yeah. And the, these differences, that having and Yeah, it's just it's just very sad to see, isn't it? Really. Is she still there now with with the the child, or have they moved
1: moved away? Or
2: um, love no, still there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They ended up setting up like this hospital. I think the film's ended in two thousand sixteen, so it was filmed over a four year period. Um, um. And if you actually look at the. Sorry? I was going to ask, actually, because, like, is, is the child
1: a baby for the whole time, or does it, like, grow?
2: Oh, no, yeah, yeah, it's baby for all time, really, it only gets to a couple of years. They actually have another kid towards the end, um, but it's actually directed, so they have this woman, I don't, oh, Christ, I'm not going to be able to say her name, but I think what, Wad, Waddell something, um, sorry, love, I've just balls your name up there, but... Um, <laughs> It, they also say it's directed by her and a guy called Edward Watts. So I'm not heard of him, but I presume that he Edward what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but to be fair to, there was like a few drone shots and um, stuff like that. It wasn't all handheld. There was obviously a bit of a maybe he was giving her uh, like cameras and stuff to use. I, I don't know yeah. how it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Cause it reminded me. Do you remember uh, Jafar? Oh, fucking hell! What's his name as well? Do you remember that film we watched? Yeah, I know who you mean. Uh,
0: yeah, Taxi Tehran.
2: Yeah. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of similar to that, where um, the story of how the film gets made is even more interesting than what yeah. as interesting as the the subject matter itself. <clears throat> and yeah, I felt a lot of that with with this film. Um, mm. Yeah, but um, if if you can. See it anywhere? I'd, I'd try and check it out, Abu, because um, I can see why it's getting a lot of praise. Because mm. it's uh, yeah, certainly an eye
0: opener, that's for sure. I missed the File yeah, film society. It's it
1: so good. We saw so many films, didn't we? That like you just can't see anymore. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um. So yeah, definitely. Like like we had some crackers, didn't we? Like that Son of yeah. Saul was bloody oh, good. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: And, but yeah, we had some, some, there some comedies
1: there. there was some um, you know great variety of film, not just all harrowing stuff, but like some little there was a French comedy I seem to remember that was brilliant and yeah, I really do miss that I, I mean there might be one near me that I've just not' a looked around, but yeah, I definitely miss being able to see to see some of those far smaller budget films that obviously mm. don't, don't get the screen time that things like Avengers
2: does
0: Well it was when <laughs> we first saw the lobster.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, it was, wasn't it? Bloody hell.
0: Yeah. That was uh... the first
2: one. That's the first one we ever saw.
1: Wow. I actually forgot that.
0: Oh well it, like... it was going to be, but uh they didn't oh, yeah. have it when we were going to watch it. Yeah. So we watched yeah. so we saw Joy instead. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, which oh, actually ended not, up being pretty good memory. as
1: well. <laughs> I still get the emails actually, which is good because it flags up some interesting films that, that I sort of right down.
2: Yeah, I always add right. them to my letterbox watch list so I can keep yeah, on yeah. keep
0: it on. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I'll, I'll start doing that.
1: All right. Right. Okay.
2: So, anything else that you've seen? Well, yeah,
0: there is actually one thing, that I actually
2: saw last night. And speaking of s- small budget independent things, um, this definitely the epitome of that. Um, it's another film released this year. It's called Bait. And I don't know if anyone's heard or seen that either. No. no. Yeah, judging by silence, I guess not. <laughs> um, Jack, you you probably like this um, subject close to your heart because it's set in Cornwall. Ooh, yeah, I love Cornwall. Um, And I don't want to I don't want to say too much, giving it away. Um, but basically, it's it's all set in the present day, but it's it's all filmed on monochrome, so it's. it's um, and the hand, uh, sorry, the, the film is hand put together by the director. So he literally filmed it and then put the film together with the reel by hand. Jesus. Um, so to, it was such an incredible experience. And it, I don't know how he did it. Because uh, in this day and age, to be able to do that and... Um, I think I was reading something that he actually sort of deliberately wanted to do it to give it this gritty feel. Um, Mm. And I don't know what sort of uh, camera he was using, but it was obviously a, a very old one as well, because it wasn't a HD. It wasn't like Roma, for example. So that was, it was black and white, but it was polished, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. It was that
2: monochrome style where, it was on a tripod. It was swinging around very slowly. It looked, it looked cleaned, and it. Whereas this was the exact opposite. Um, there'd be bits where the film had gone wrong in terms of, like, it, you you just couldn't get it by doing it by computer. Or do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Definitely. There's def- definite um, chinks and little bits that sort of it. So it a feel a bit like, wow, what's just happened there? But it's obviously just been filmed dying or something like that, I don't know. Um, and all the all the uh, sound was recorded after it. It was all dubbed in. Um, right. Which at times you could see is a bit obvious because um, I think the actors were, well, from looking at their IMDb's and stuff, they've only ever been in this film, so it's one of those where mm. um, they've got limited experience and stuff. Um, mm. but in terms of a plot, um basically it, it tells the guy it's the main character is a fisherman. Um and he's struggling to basically make a living in in twenty nineteen. Um he had a he had a boat at one time with his brother and him and his brother were were sort of the towns or the villages fishermen and they'd go out and Every day, sell the stuff and sell it to the local businesses, that sort of thing. And he's basically just struggling to make a living now because um, his, his brothers sold his boat as like a tourist um, canal cruise type thing. So he sold out because that's where the money is now, is these tourists coming from London and elsewhere um, staying in these cottages as Airbnb type places and um, all the local trade is effect is being affected by it because there's no real money going into the lo- local people anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. he- so he- he's forced to sell his house. To- oh, this vile London family. Uh, uh, but and to be fair, there's quite a few bit- bits of humor in this film as well. Um, and, they're made deliberately unlikable and they are absolutely horrible Uh, and you can't help but feel sorry for this bloke because he still has to go through his day to day routine but he has to park outside his old house and they get pissed off of him it it felt very very realistic but the way in which it was made was fascinating it was unlike anything I've seen before where They'd have flash forwards. They'd have flashbacks. They'd have um, this. And I, again, I don't know how he did it because the, the editing. They'd have two conversations going on at once, but we weren't. And each each time someone else spoke, it cut to that person, but we weren't talking over each other. It it, it really flowed. I don't know how he did it. Um, huh? It's a, it was a real experience, and again. If you if you get a chance, try and find it because um, it was it sounds, on at The cur- sorry,
1: I was gonna say it sounds worth watching just for the sort of way it was
2: made. Yeah, the way it was made was, I think it was, it was more impressive than the subject matter. Um, but I enjoy the subject because I feel like it is actually a problem, and a very very real world problem for not just people at Cornwall but anywhere in uh, England where people like this with these professions are dying out aren't they people struggling struggling to make a living and um yeah boys honestly if you get a chance go and check it out because as I said Christ knows how he did it and Christ knows how how long it must have taken because um it, it was honestly unlike anything I've seen before um Really, really really good stuff the director's name Mark Jenkin um, he says he's got eight films on here on Letterboxd but um, I've not heard of any of them and I've never heard of him before so it's definitely a name that I'm going to look out for uh, it really really took me in actually by, by mm. how impressive it was um, and just how different it was as well as we we mentioned before
1: right That's yeah brilliant. definitely
0: Sounds like yeah. I have to add that to the watchlist as well. But, um, yeah, I don't know how um, I'll find it. So I've never heard of no. it before, but... Yeah. No, it, um, it only had one show in last night at uh,
2: the, the Curzon Cinema in Clevedon, which is about ten minutes away from me. Uh, it was on half past right. seven at night, and it was absolutely packed in there. Um, it's busiest I've ever seen it. <laughs> so, obviously, it's, it's... I think for... Um, you know, your real hardcores that they—it's getting talked about. It's getting quite a lot of praise, actually. I think it's at Sundance. Um, it said on the poster. Pretty uh, sure right. it's Sundance, and was well received there as well. So, yeah, if you get a chance, check it out. But I don't know if you will get. A chance. Well, um, yeah.
1: Sometimes you can find them uh, online, or maybe just the DVDs worth getting if it's only going to be a few pounds. You know, it's got a, yeah. it's got one
2: hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, so... Excellent.
1: Yeah, definitely, I'll add that to the list. Christ, I've got a lot I need to watch. All right,
2: right,
0: then. Yeah. Well, uh, it sounds like you've had uh, a good week, then. Yeah, yeah, not pissing around. I had a few dry (laughs) weeks,
2: and now all of a sudden I've been watching quite a bit recently, so... That's good. That's That's good good stuff,
1: Mm. This, this Wednesday, uh, The Apprentice starts.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. oh, shit, really? I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, because, Richard, right, we aren't, well. aren't you the other one? Because I still sort of enjoy it, but I don't, you, you still the it. The other
0: one's still watching it. Yeah, yeah, I still <laughs> watch it. Yeah, because
1: yeah, I know that Woody's well. gone off it. <laughs> no,
0: oh, no, yeah. Years ago. And then. Yeah, I'll, give it, I'll lo- give it a watch.
1: It won't be long now until Ant and Dak are back on our screens, boys.
0: Oh, no, it's all it's been too long. It's been way too long. I think last year's was the best as well, so...
2: Yeah. It, you think yeah. that
0: was the best?
2: Actually, what... Without ants. I think, no, uh, for, for, for campmates, I think they were, I think they got on the oh, best okay. in terms of... Okay, okay, okay. I can't Usually they're this. falling out and <laughs> stuff, but this year, that last year they were pretty... Like, they got on with each other, didn't they? Uh, well, no, don't we was want on? them to fall out? Harry up wasn't it? Oh, cry. Yeah, oh, a yeah.
0: One.
2: King of the Jungle, Harry. With sand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it God was a good sake. one, yeah. Um, are, you still, um, are you still watching Bake Off, Richie? Oh, yeah, man, yeah. I'm still watching that yeah? shit. I heard there was some drama, actually, on that. Wasn't there some custard pie that got dropped or something? Pfft.
0: <laughs> <laughs> drama. Uh, yeah, some, yeah, some real drama on that show. That's the that
1: um, kind of drama. I
0: can't... I can't believe that's something you heard about. Something like that happens every in every fucking season.
1: <laughs> I heard it on the radio. I don't know. Yeah, actually have done it. But yeah. It's um, not it's
0: not really that. It's just a fucking stupid show. I actually, you know, <laughs> I find myself complaining about it most of the time, <laughs> but I suppose that's true with all all reality shows, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I still watch it. Um still get a a kick out of it. <laughs> so... When the,
1: when that theme music comes on, you get jump on that sofa and
0: you just can't wait, can you? Yeah. It's so <laughs> fucking cringe. Fucking hell. I mean, I... <laughs> I still can't quite believe that I'm watching Noel Fielding on my screen when I'm watching Great British Bake Off, but... Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... Just, I don't know. The, the whole thing is, is cringy as fuck. Every, the, every uh, scripted piece of dialogue for him and Sandy Toxvig to read off and so yeah Yeah, Prue isn't as good as uh, Mary Berry yeah
1: but what about Mel and Sue you didn't like them
0: did? no I didn't but it's not like Noel and Sandy are any better if the writing's bad the writing's bad it's it's just really annoying so no No. not really much of a step up
1: no interesting but yeah I'm
0: I'm still watching it so so there you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I think that's uh, probably a good time to r- wrap it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I guess we will just move on to say that you can email us at filmnight at yahoo.co.uk if you want. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at filmnight underscore and please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher or any other podcatcher that you found us on. Other than that... Unless anybody's got anything else they'd like to say... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then I guess I'll say... It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. And it's
1: goodbye from me.